This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, man? What the hell was that? <laughs> oh, my God. It was awesome. I, I mean, I, I, it's, I'm, just, I'm still trying to get my bearings straight. I... I it's it's it really is incredible. I, I somebody tweeted at me after the game was like, "Have you ever seen that?" And no. I'm like, "In college, no, I've never." <laughs> I mean, I don't care like what, like especially in a, a high major conference game, like you just don't you, know, you just don't see that because you think about it, like even in a non conference game, you know, even if you're playing a bad team, you're probably not down 15 <laughs> to begin with right. at half. So it's just I. I I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm trying to get the words to explain it, but I've, I've never <laughs> seen anything like that. Welcome into the Alana Inquirer podcast, where what the heck did we just see as Illinois defeats Northwestern 81 to 56 and I, I was writing the the loss the ugliness uh, story at halftime and then within two minutes uh, you knew it was going to be a different game but none of us saw that coming Illinois outscores Northwestern by 40 points in the second half to defeat them 81 to 56 the box score is unlike anything I've ever seen it's Jeremy Warner Illini Inquirer publisher is Illinois down 43 28 at half they outscore Northwestern again 53 to 13 in the second half and I told him I would have them on the podcast when Illinois actually won a game because out of the three losses two of them Michael Tuop joined me afterwards uh, to break them down so Latuop is joining me now and in Mike, uh, that you you said I'm, you're joining me after the win. Why are you saying it's the yeah. win? <laughs> I say it's the win. I mean, not just because of all the, um, I guess, historical milestones that have come out of this game that I that I've seen being tweeted out by Illinois stats and notes and um, and and how the defense performed in the second half and you know just the down 15, up 25. Like you you, you never see it. And the reason why I said it's the win is because this was just an identity game. Yeah, I mean, it really was, and and I think on on all fronts, you have a team that you know it's Northwestern, right? And then there's like there's that rivalry, and it's it's you know it's it's in state, and it's Chicago's Big Ten team, and um, so there's a lot you know for for a team like that, for a Northwestern team who's who's right there. I mean, they're right there in terms of you know being a team that is is talked about in the Big Ten. Um, they've had a few good wins here in conference. So, you know, they're playing with the wind at their back coming into this game against the 12th-ranked Illini, and you saw that in the first half. And I think, you know, if you have a team that is is full of guys that are that are front runners, um, you know, that want it easy, there's no way Illinois wins that game. Mm-hmm. And, and and I thought the, the biggest thing, and I think Kofi touched on it uh, in, in the postgame, is he likes when, when Underwood gets into him. Yep. You know, and I think a lot of those guys – 
you know, like when Underwood gets into them. But but the other thing that I think is really, really neat about this team is they get on each other. Um, I, I had a little birdie talk to me from, you know, for, for, I guess from the team, if you will, that that said, I mean, it was they were going after each other at halftime. Um, you know, and it wasn't just it wasn't just Coach Underwood going after them. So um, that's the sign of a really good team because not only do you have guys that um, are respected enough to go after one another, but you have guys that can that are that are listening to it and they're not yeah. tuning it out and they're not making it about themselves. And I thought that was that was kind of the product there in the second half. Um, man, I it, yeah. like like we were said before we start recording. Just, there's not a lot of words for it. <laughs> yeah, Mike, let me let me get into that because I'm I'm glad your source uh, lines up with what Brad said. Brad said I didn't have to say much because those guys were getting after each other. They were embarrassed. They were really disappointed in their own play. Um, so that is good. You have that player leadership, and we know Iodasumu is one of those guys. And let's be honest, he wasn't very good in the first half. Kofi Coburn didn't have a lot of energy in the first half. And it's great that these guys signed up for what Brad Underwood is as a coach because we saw it on the sidelines. We've we've seen it with Brad throughout his career how much he weighs into his guys, but he knows it's for the good, right? Like that's what Frank Martin does. That's what uh, Bob Huggins does. And if you sign up to play for it, you know, sometimes you got to know that like, Hey, I I have to play for a coach like this. Like, so I got to take it the way it is. But at the same time, Mike, they did need that though. Like that's the one concern out of this is right. I mean, they showed in that second half, just how dominant they can be and that they can play with anybody and they could probably beat anybody if they found some form of consistency. You're not going to play like that for 40 minutes, right? But Or most right. teams won't. But that first half was ugly. And and we've seen that inconsistency so far this year. We still see it through 12 games, but we know they can turn it up. So there's a lot of positive in that, but there's also the negative of they've gotten in these situations a lot early in games. Yeah, I, and two things, two things to to take away from what you just said right there. It's you know I talked to Piper and Lon about it 28 hours ago, and they asked me, hey, what's the negative for this team? I said the negative for this team is the fact they know they can come back when they get down. Yeah. That's the negative, um, and, and the issue is that's not it's not always going to play out like tonight. And, and if history tells you anything, it'll it may never play out like it did tonight. Um, in another game and and I, I think the that's the one thing you have to be cautious of you know if you're a, a team that is this talented it's like I said you know when I when I was talking to Piper and Lon was it's it reminds me a lot of and I say this I say this you know with caution it reminds me of the Golden State Warriors it's they between 2014 to 2019 they knew how good they were and when they got down you know by 20 points going into the third quarter in 2014 against the Clippers in LA, they came back and won the game because they know they can. Mm-hmm. And then I saw plenty of games where they got down. So they played the Mavericks. I, just, I believe this is 2015. The Warriors are playing the Mavericks. Um, Mavericks aren't very good. In 2015, they were not very good. Um, and they get down by 20 at half, right? And and, and I'm sitting there, I'm a Warriors fan. I, I, I watch every single one of their games. I have league pass. And even I'm sitting there going, ah, let's, they'll come back. It's the Mavs. Mm-hmm. They lost by 35. Like, it, it's like, so those games will happen. So, the you know, you have to be able to take the confidence from this game and be like, hey, you know what? It, instead of it always being the, hey, Illinois basketball, come on, you got to play 40 minutes. It's people know you got to play 40 minutes against Illinois basketball, period. And And I think there's a lot that you can take from that from a confidence standpoint, but from a humility standpoint, it's okay. How can we shore that up 
and, and not play halves like that and not have to, you know, outscore the team by 40 in the second half, um, you know, to win by 25. Because that, I mean, that was, that was some of the most fun I've had watching Illinois basketball um, in, a, in a season that's been filled with fun this year. That, that may have been the most fun that I had watching it. And, you know, it, but you don't want that every game. Right. <laughs> so it, it's, it's, uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I look at it and, and, you know, there's, there's positives and negatives, a lot more positives than negatives tonight. Like for example, um, I, I was really happy to see what Adam Miller did tonight. I know he was, he was four for 11 from three, but I, I was glad to see him just shooting it with no hesitation. I think that's going to be a big thing moving forward is getting him. I mean, he played 33 minutes tonight. Um, I think Trent was the only one that played more at 34. Um, and I know some of there's foul trouble in there, but having him confident and having Andre Corbello, who, who, you know, I say didn't have a great game. I mean, he had seven assists, he made some, some timely plays and, um, you know, kind of had the, <laughs> had, had the steal at the end there to, to get up to six points. But, um, but I think Adam Miller, he just, he, in that second half and, and I'm pretty. I'm sure you saw this too. He was moving differently. Yeah. And there's something that I, I've always said that when a guy is confident, he unlocks a little bit more athleticism, and he unlocks a little bit more like athletic movement. And and you could see that in him. He had a little more bounce to him. He did a little more like. Um, he had that great cut. He had that great cut yeah. with Demonte, and that was that was a game changer because it was like they were needing a bucket, they were missing on some opportunities, uh, and to get that one, I, I, I thought was big. But I, I want to go back to your your overall point, Mike, about you know not you know needing to do that every game. And you think about this, like Ohio, they had to have, make a comeback, right? Minnesota, they were down early. Penn State, they had to do a comeback. Indiana, they're down early. Purdue, um, you know, now this Northwestern game. Um, this isn't the toughest part of the schedule, right? So I, I, I think that's the concern is you can't have this false sense of confidence that you can do it every game against maybe Ohio State next week, against maybe right. Michigan State or Iowa or Wisconsin or Michigan, who looks like the, one of maybe the best teams in the Big Ten. That's the concern is you can't do that every game. So, But, man, if, if they find a way not to do that and if they find a way to, you know, Underwood to unlock some consistency where, hey, 30 to 35 of the 40 minutes are playing pretty good ball. Cause I mean, teams are going to go through some down stretches, but you just can't have a, a 20 minute stretch like that. Um, but if he does that, this, this looks like it could be the big 10 champion. Cause I, I haven't seen another team in the big 10 have that kind of half. I know Iowa is capable of it offensively. They certainly are not capable of what Illinois did defensively in the second half. No, no, no. And, and that's, that was the one thing that, I, I almost I almost got out of my seat at one point. There was a play in the first half, um, and this is and the reason why I almost got out of my seat is because just how how far and I say this he had four fouls tonight, and I think two or three were just really bad out of position fouls for Curbelo. But he made a play in the first half defensively, right towards the end of the first half. That was like that's a guy that's gotten better defensively, and it was him and Trent on the right wing, and they switched. And then the guy kicked it back. They drove. They kicked it back out to Trent's guy. Trent's, Trent jumped to contest. Should have stayed on the ground, but flew by him. And the second that guy started to drive to the rim, Corbello left him, took him. Trent went back to Corbello's guy. And, like, that little play right there, I was, I was just – I almost started clapping there to myself because I'm like – Man, that that shows you progress. And did you and do a floor slap at home? I mean, Illinois did all the floor slaps today. Yeah, it was like Michigan State. <laughs> I feel like I was in the Breslin Center. It's like that's all they do that about fourteen times a game. Um, and I also I also will say, um, I was I was sitting watching the game with my fiance, 
And the second that Kofi slapped the floor in the second half, I was like, he's about to get a foul. <laughs> like, you just, you, can just, you can just see it. Like, it's, it's, he was so amped up, but that's fine. I mean, you want guys to get those. If you're going to foul, do it aggressively. Impose your will. Don't make it like the I'm, the, I'm out of position foul or um, I'm being lazy. I'm late on a rotation. Like, you can't have those fouls. And, and then, you know, I, I, I'm running out superlatives for Devontae <laughs> Williams. Um, you know, I thought at one point he would, he would, you know, not come back with an ankle injury. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's in the first half there, you know, you're, he's, he's take or started second half. He's taking the charge right under the basket leads right into a three on the other end. And, and those type of plays, like that's, it's amazing when you go back to kind of the micro plays of the game, Yeah. like if he doesn't take that charge and they swing it and kick it for a three and they're down 18, like it's those little like butterfly effect things that, you know, maybe the game turns out differently because as you know, I mean, there was, there was that stretch where, you're sitting there and it's like they were down seven for like four straight minutes. And it's like, God, like I feel like we've had some opportunities yeah. to capitalize and just haven't. And um, and then somehow they still end up winning by 25. That was the crazy part. It wasn't like it was just fluid for the whole second half. There was a weird like dry patch there in the in the beginning of the second half. But, man, I, I mean, when you look at the box, it's, you know, it's amazing seeing what Kofi was able to do. If you say, hey, you know, 18 points, 12 rebounds, two blocks, and he was – he was not great in first half, right? Um, you know, and and it's amazing if they can put together forty minutes, and it's not going to be perfect all the time. And I think I think people know that, you know, but they can get close to putting together forty minutes like that, and even get seventy percent of what they did in that second half tonight. I, I mean, I really think it's their league to lose. All right, when we come back, let's talk about some of the individual performances from this game and take a look ahead the schedule as well. Kofi Coburn is is such a unicorn in college basketball, isn't he? I mean, we we struggle with, you know, where is he going to be in the NBA? Because we just don't see guys like him that often, but there's just not many guys like him in the world, right? So, um, I mean, the motor we know, when it's running, man, he is so good. He is so dominant. He's 20-10 and 10 right now during Big Ten play, and, and this is a Big Ten that does not have as many good big men as – is last year, so I think that can keep up even against some of the better teams here. Um, how has he gotten better, Mike? And you know, Brad talked afterwards, like, "Hey, this guy might hasn't even scratched the surface." Basically, is kind of what he was saying. Like, how much better has he gotten? Where has he gotten better? And what's his next step? I think he's he's gotten a lot better just kind of having that short term memory. Um, you know, when I think about the 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 poor games that's that Kofi's had in his career. It's, it's kind of like a snowball effect where if he struggles a little bit in the first half, he really he has a hard time um, regaining that. And I thought he's had multiple games this year where he's missed a few bunnies in the first half and he's had a couple bad fouls in the first half. And then boom, like, and then you know, all of a sudden he turns it on and he's a whole new player in the second half. And, and, and I think the really cool thing about Kofi is, is typically, and tonight, you know, yeah, Brett, Brett Underwood needed to light a fire under him. Um, but typically he has that within himself, which is, which is really, I don't want to say really unique for, for a big man, because as as you know, a lot of, a lot of big men, and it's like my whole, it's my whole theory on why some, some big men don't turn into coaches because they've always played basketball because they were the big man. Um, it was always the game that, that just kind of suited them. So it's not necessarily that they love the game and have a passion for the game. It's just like, I'm taller than everyone. You know, and I can do this and do that, right? Like every day I step into the gym, I'm seven foot, two hundred ninety pounds. But with Kofi, when you couple that and his his size and his ability, and then the fire that he has, 
Like a, a lot of big men just kind of don't have that fire. Yeah. Um, you know, and he showed that there in the second half and man, those guys fed off of it. And, and, and I, and I thought that's, that's what's really, really neat about this team. And, um, and what's really just a joy to watch is the fact that and these guys love playing with each other and, and they hold each other accountable and you see it on the court. Like Curbelo gets labeled on a screen in the first half. He's turning looking at Kobe, Kofi, like, what are you doing, man? Call that out. Call up the screen. I mean, that's a freshman talking to like a, you know, an all big 10 player this year. And, and, and Kofi nods and said, yeah, I'm sorry, that's my bad. I got you. And, and there's, there's so, that's so important because you have a lot of teams that if that freshman starts talking to a guy like Kofi, who's had success or starts talking to a guy like Io, who's, you know, one of the best players in the country, like you have some guys that are like, who do you think you're talking to? And, and that's that doesn't you don't have that with this Illinois team, and I think that's something that's going to propel them as we continue to move through this Big Ten slate. We know Kofi and Io are as good as probably any duo um, in, in the country. I mean, especially during Big yeah. Ten play, they're the, they're as good as it gets. I mean, Kofi during Big Ten play twenty points per game, eleven point three rebounds. Io Desumu during Big Ten play now nineteen point eight points per game, six rebounds, five assists. So we know Curbelo didn't have his best night. I agree with you. He had seven assists, though. He's leading the Big Ten. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's left walking the seven assists. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's crazy. Right. It's just unbelievable. A, it's, I, go, go on. Yeah, he was, I, he was just a little out of control, right? Like, he was a little out of control tonight, but and defensively there were some moments that he wasn't so good. But it was still like, yeah, he's seven assists, and he's a, he's a freaking freshman. Um, but then he, Frazier had 14 points, three of eight from three. You mentioned Miller finishes four of 11 from three, and boy, he never lacked confidence tonight, even when he didn't nope. start off so well. Demonte Williams toughs through that ankle injury, shoots two of four. We know what he brings defensively. Not a lot out of Georgia tonight, but he didn't need it because of Kofi. Uh, and then Jacob Grandison stepped up. So this role, is there is there enough there to, to compete uh, and, and win the Big Ten and and possibly, you know, go far in the tournament. Is there enough there uh, after Kofi and Io? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, and, and the reason I say that is because all of these guys, you know, every team needs a Demonte Williams. Um, I, I bet you every team in the country would say, man, we would really like an Io and a Kobe Coburn. Man, I bet you'd really like a Demonte Williams too. Um, and, and when you talk about an eighth, ninth guy, however you want to put it, I bet you'd really want a Jacob Grandison too. I don't. What was his plus minus tonight? Do you have any idea? Yeah, let me look that up real quick. Because the second half, yeah, I mean, he was amazing. He had three points, two rebounds, two assists, two steals. Um, it's not an amazing stat line, but for him, like after a DNP last game, that's that's an amazing. And he gave him a well, huge think spark. About it, like for, I, I I may be I may be off here, but I think it was forty eight forty one missed shot. Grandison hustle old board kick out made three. A plus twenty one, Mike, in twelve minutes. Plus twenty one. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Like that. Like I, I, I. That's not even just a happenstance thing. That's not like a hey, you know, I'm I'm uh I'm Damian Lee, and I happen to be in the game <laughs> while Steph goes off. Like yeah. it's it's he he earned that plus twenty one flat out. You know, hit, hit that three coming coming down on the fast break. You know, had some great hustle plays. I know he had two rebounds, but he probably kept three more of them alive. Um, you know, for, for the Illini and, and man, like it's, it's, it's amazing when, you know, Andre Curbelo is kind of like an afterthought tonight. Um, you know, and, and he still was above his league leading average, uh, you know, and with whatever it was, 6.6 .6 assists. Now he had seven tonight. Um, you know, it's, they, they get you from a lot of different areas because as much as, 
you know, as much as I and Kofi get a lot of the attention, a lot of the attention, like, you know, Adam Miller can still hurt you. Um, if you're the opposing team, like Demonte Williams can still hurt you. Like, you know, Demonte had six points, but my God, were those six big points, you know, just to extend the lead from eight to 11 and extend the lead from 10 to 13 or 13 to 16, whatever it was like, it was just kind of, you know, those two threes just kind of took Northwestern's soul out of their body. Like, he's he's then, now 11. He's now 11 of 16 from three during Big Ten play. And what is he? During the season, he is now 21 of 32. 11 for 16. Is that like mid-70s? That's uh, 68.8% during Big Ten play. I mean, I mean, <laughs> and, and and this is what I'll always say about DeMonte is, you know, I, do I think he's going to finish the season at that? I uh, Probably not, but... I mean, he takes good ones. And, mm-hmm. and and like I've said before, he probably has the best shot mechanically on the team. Um, so when you mix that, like you're, you're going to shoot a high percentage. Um, and, and I think he's, he's just about as confident as possible. I had a guy, I had, I had a buddy that I, I know from high school that texted me tonight and was like, you get the feeling that when Demonte Williams takes a three, that's just going in every time. And it's like, yeah, it's not even just the fact that he's shooting 68%. It's the fact that it looks good. Mm-hmm. Like it looks, it looks fluid. It looks in rhythm. Um, and he's smart because he, you know, he knows he's shooting sixty-eight percent, and you know, and it's not one of those situations where he's like cautious of that percentage. You know, I want to keep because a lot of guys do that. Like a lot of guys will do that. They they shoot a high percentage and then they start thinking about it. Like ah, like but if I go over three tonight, you know, I'm dropping from sixty-eight to fifty-eight. You know, what I mean, and, and and he just lets it fly, and, and that's that's what I was happy about with Mil- with Adam Miller tonight too was. I was like, dude, keep shooting, man. Because mm-hmm. if he gets if he gets hot and and really starts to bring his confidence up a level, I mean, this team is this team's dangerous. And and I can sound as biased as you know as possible, but I, over the years I've been critical of of Illinois, and now I'll I'll sing their praises because this is a yeah. team that that I think I truly think it's you know it, it's their Big Ten to lose, like or their Big Ten to win, um, and, and and then on a national scale too. Like those, you know, hey, first time it's ever happened. The team's been down fifteen and won by twenty plus. Like, like average teams don't do that. Yeah. Like they're like that doesn't happen to average teams. Like those crazy stats that you see, typically happen from you know from really good teams. And this wasn't a like bottom feeder in the in the Big Ten Conference in Northwestern. They've got some great wins. They're tough. They're you you know I've watched their bench over and over every single game. They are energized. They play the right way, and they just got stomped in the second half like just completely stomped and and i'm staring at it right now the 53 13 is something that i'm gonna it's gonna stick with me for a long time yeah this this is a game that you put in your memory bank and kofi was talking about this if like you're down first or second round of the tournament to a team that's not as good as you right like it's it's a solid team but it's a team that's not as good as you um so we've seen illinois be able to beat those teams i mean the best win they have probably this year though is 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 duke i guess uh even though you know they aren't having a very good year uh minnesota certainly looks like a pretty good win i think indiana's a pretty good team but that's the next step for this team right is you know they they are definitely beating the teams i think mostly that they should beat they they did drop the one in missouri that i think they'd like back Rutgers on the road i don't you know missouri's on the road as well and I know it's a different year, but still being on the road is a little bit different. So it's taking care yeah. of business, Mike. And then it's, it's getting to that next step. I, I think this is where you separate yourselves uh, from the pack. Uh, but you got to prove yourselves in that late January, early February, right? That's Iowa, Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State in there as well. Like that That's the stretch where we'll find out if, if this team is quite as good as we think. 
But I think we've seen the signs that this team is the best team we've seen at Illinois in 16 years. Without without question, and and, and I even argue that there's there's some aspects to this team that maybe the that maybe the 05 didn't team didn't have. But um, what are those? But, but yeah, you're at, you're you're at, what, what's that? What are those? Is it Kofi? <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's Kofi. I mean not to I mean nothing against James Augustine, obviously, and, and Roger Pollock. Those are you know those are two fantastic players that you know had great careers at Illinois. Um, but it, but it's weird. The, the the biggest similarity that I see between this you know the 05 team and this Illinois team is they just they just have that swagger to them, you know, and 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 a lot of that stems from having a confident you know floor general, lead guard, and and I think. The team gets a lot of confidence from Io, and I think the team gets a lot of confidence from Andre Corbello. Um, and I think that really, that really kind of, you know, it, it it injects that life into the team. And 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 I and I will say, you know, as you pointed to with the schedule, like it's it's one of those things where good teams beat teams that they should beat. Yep. Like period. And and that's and that's just it's one of those things where you don't notice it until you're losing those games. Um, you know. It, you know they're five and one in conference, and you know those are those are five good wins. Uh, as we see, you know Minnesota's beaten some teams. Um, they're they're kind of the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde in the conference because of their. I, I don't know what happens to them when they leave. You know the the Minneapolis city limits, but um, but in Williams Arena they they can basically beat anybody in the in the in the country from what it looks like. Uh, but yeah, I mean you look at like you look ahead to February and you got Wisconsin twice, and like you mentioned, you got Michigan State. And and I think those types of games will will be the litmus test. Um, but man, I, I it, it's amazing just even going back to that Baylor game, how far this team has come. Um, you know, and, and that's that's kind of a product of having some young guys that are that are getting up to speed and getting confident in their abilities. And and I think you're you're hitting. I think you want to hit your stride in February, March, like every team does. Um, if you ask the if you ask you know Illini fans, hey, would you have rather been you know six and zero and then lose you know your next you know four out of six or like or would you rather be nine and three and five and one in conference with three losses to teams that you know I don't know what they are in Kempom right now, but I know they're they're up there, um, you know, and, and I think you, they're they're right where they need to be. Um, you know, they dropped a couple of those games late, and you know that happens, but. Um, but man, this this team is certainly continuing to to trend upward. Yeah. If tonight wasn't any any indication. Yeah, you've lost to the number two team in the country uh, with a bullet, right? I mean, it's Gonzaga than them. Right. Uh, you've lost to Missouri by three on the road. You've lost to Rutgers by three on the road. Both, you know, top twenty five teams. So, yeah, I, I think this is a pretty encouraging start. And while there are still those things like we talked about early on, like yeah, they need to fix. They 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 can't get down that big uh, to some of those games in, in in January, late January and early February. But uh, boy, there's there's not many teams that could do what they did, and there weren't many teams in history, I guess. It's been a long time since any teams pulled something like that off. Uh, any final Man, thoughts? I, I don't know. I don't know if like the twenty five hey, hasn't happened in twenty five seasons. It's just like, hey, that's how far back our you know our our database goes. Because I, I would love to hear the last team that's that's done that. Yeah. Um, I know that I know the forty plus in a or beating someone like forty plus and a half is I think was Kentucky over Vanderbilt in 03. Mm-hmm. Uh But you know, I I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure we'll ever see that for a long time in, in college basketball. So man was what, what a treat on a, on a Thursday <laughs> night in, you know, in the middle of January to get, 
to get some get some history sprinkled in there. Well, and it's a swing of emotions, right? Like the I, I know a lot of fans are sitting there going, "Ah, oh, this team's overrated," right? And and if 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 they would have lost that game, say by like seven or something, I, I would have come on and I would said, "That's disappointing. That's got to be a wake up oh, yeah. call." But I wasn't going to come on here and be like, "Oh, this team has no chance of the Big Ten. It would, it would definitely be a blow to that. But I, I wouldn't have done that. But um, I, I think they just show in those spurts just how dang good they can be and how dangerous they can be if they find some consistency. But two field goals allowed in the second half, Mike. Like I, I know at some point Northwestern was just so down on itself, but that—that that is why, as you said, you said I think Illinois, it's, it's their Big Ten to win or their Big Ten to lose. Like That is why, because offensively yep. they can pack a punch like that, but also defensively they can be as good uh, as anybody. Yeah, and that's and that's really what you know. I thought last year they defended really well because they had to. Right. Um, you know, they 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 weren't as potent shooting the ball from the outside, and a lot of those grinded out games. You know, like you, the reason why you don't want to play as many of those if you're not a capable you know team you know shooting the ball from the outside is typically those games tend to rely on making outside shots. You know when it when it gets down to the crux of the game, and and I and I don't care what team you are, even if you're the best shooting team in the country, you don't want to just say like, hey, I hope our you know hope our outside shots go in tonight. And I thought that was they gave themselves a chance, and that's the biggest difference between I think last year's team and the teams in the past, and this year's team is, man, if they can dial it in defensively, the offense will be just fine. Um, you know, and and, and I thought too you know, with with Northwestern, you can see, I mean. You can steal a team's soul pretty quickly if, if you can if you can punch them in the mouth coming out of the gates in the second half. It's just the we, we'd like for that to happen, you know, maybe in the first half. Um, but the, but basketball is all about momentum. I, I've always said like, you know, if you're watching and it's like any NBA game you watch, you almost don't want to lead in the beginning because typically like the way the game flow goes. Like you want to be the team that has the momentum either in the second half or late third quarter or heading into the fourth. Um, you know, and, and, and that'll always go back and forth, but I thought Illinois really captured that in the beginning of the second half tonight and they ran with it and to the tune of a, you know, a 40 point, um, differential here in the second half. So, man, I'm, I'm happy that you could, that we could do this and chat after a win win. like that. I mean, it's, (laughs) it's been great. It's been great to, to finally dissect a win and not have to talk you know, people off the ledge. Yeah. Well, next time we have another Epic game, Mike, either way, I'll, I'll get you on if you're good with it. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm here. You know, I'll, I'll always be, I'll always be tuning in and, you know, trying to, I guess, give my input, um, you know, where need be, I guess. Yeah. Michael Tulip, you're the goods, man. Appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. See you. That's Michael Tulip. Always appreciate his insight. and glad we could get him on uh, after a win. We'll have to do it again soon. Always appreciate Mike's time, especially with these late-night pods. But uh, I know he's still reeling from that victory and, and wanted to talk a little bit more about it. So always have so much fun talking hoops with Mike. All right, uh, Derek Piper was in Evanston tonight. He'll uh, have the latest from up there. I mean, Kofi, what performance that was. Uh, obviously, everything that went on in that game. But uh, one of the few people that actually got to witness that live. I want to work on player grades right now after this. And then tomorrow, we are actually talking with Ryan Walters, the new Illinois defense coordinator. And we've been loaded with uh, Illinois uh, football recruiting information, some other stuff working on as well. But uh, there's a lot of buzz uh, in that Illinois football program right now but 
about what Brett Bielema is going to be able to bring to the recruiting trail. We've already seen a couple transfers who can help uh, next season and maybe some more than that. Um, I've been multiple seasons. Uh, we've seen him land a high school commitment already at VIP notes about some other targets, some, some big time targets uh, that you can check out on the website as well. And if you're not a VIP member, you can always sign up for $1 for your first month. Give it a try. Very low cost of entry. I mean, it's a couple cents a day if you want to try it out for a first month. And I think you'll hang around for longer than that. Uh, and Joey Wagner is going to be making his debut uh, Sunday. Uh, as we get ready for the Maryland basketball game. So uh, glad to add Joey to the staff, and he'll have some stuff this weekend as well. As always, appreciate you listening to the Illini Enquirer podcast. Subscribe to us, rate us, review us wherever you get your podcasts. That helps us out as well. I'm sure you're feeling good after that win, whether you're listening to us late at night or putting us up on in the morning and getting some next day reaction. Uh, enjoy that one because one, it was over arrival. Two, you went through a roller coaster of emotions, and I can't imagine what the 200 level podcast was like uh, with uh, Michael Carpenter reacting to that after halftime. And I know Carp, and I tweeted at him, I can't wait to listen to this live game podcast because he probably went from we're losing in the first round we for him being illinois we're losing in the first round his team isn't good enough to oh my gosh we're gonna win a national championship but that's why i love carp is he, is he rides those emotions and he, you guys can all you know identify with it because you're Illini fans and you want this team to be good i'll just tell you this they can lose a game coming up they're probably gonna lose a game that's disappointing and they're still gonna be really good like th- that can happen that can happen. They has got to find a little bit more consistency. But you got a team here in Illinois uh, that v- many teams are envious of because you have those spurts where you can be dominant. And there's still youth on this team that's still trying to figure this all out at this level, figure it all out with this team. Uh, but the floor is incredibly, incredibly high with this team, and so is the ceiling. So we've got a long way to go here. There's going to be some ups and downs, but I think it's mostly going to be full of ups, and we'll have it covered here on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Illini Enquirer podcast.